Tony Bullimore's Indian Ocean crossing in Albany this morning. Yeah, we just love to hear it. <laughs> Any excuse, not enhanced that sound no. at all. On hearing that the Tampa was back in Australian waters, John Howard announced he'd heard that the sails are made from the skin of babies of asylum seekers. Ooh, you know. uh, when told the Tampa had no sails, Mr. Howard said, "Oh, it's worth a shot." <laughs> Uh, here's some big news from Death Row. Uh, comedy news, in fact. Listen to this. Convicted killer Patrick Knight wants to leave him laughing. The Texan sentenced to death for killing his neighbours 16 years ago is collecting jokes for his final statement, which is going to be delivered moments before he is put to death on June 26. Uh, Richard, are you writing for him? Uh, I, can, I can do it. I can swing it. I've got a few Surely you right for here. Absolutely. No, it's a good crowd. Yeah. The death row crowd. Yeah. Wouldn't you be pissed off if you didn't get any jokes in that monologue? Imagine how Imagine what he'd be like. Come on, that rug gear was Logie standard. <laughs> Would you bust out some of Rodney Dangerfield's gear? Oh, the time for it. Yeah. On the electric chair. Live from Old Sparky, one show only. He still can't get no respect. <laughs> Oh, somebody's stepping a duck. Takes the edge off the execution. I fight. She meant to be heckled on the electric chair. Give me a bad gig. You stink! Yeah, but that's because. Oh, look, you don't want to know. You're dying out there. <laughs> but, you know, that could take off. I mean, if that works, mm. that's June 26. Imagine if that takes off as an idea. Because yeah, execution, capital punishment, not very popular. I don't know. It's bad the element of comedy. I hear you Do a tight 10. <laughs> Hell of a closer, though. No, it's <laughs> very difficult to top. You can only do it once. But, you know, imagine that on-stage execution every night at a chain of comedy clubs right across America. Yes, mm. stuff. Electric chair set up in front of a little cardboard brick wall. <laughs> Justice is served, and you get some keen observational material at the same time. <laughs> Two drink minimum. At this execution, two drink minimum. Obviously, if you're headlining the speed double, that would be the yeah. case. <laughs> oh, who have they got me on after? I'm oh, not Ross Noble. Why is he being executed? So many extras on his DVD. <laughs> not Ross. He was executed last week. He never dies the same way twice. Never. Good thing about him. <laughs> that is seven bridges too far on that topic. No, I love it. That is what that is. I'm just still furious that you weren't hungry yet. And that you weren't grubbing. Yeah. So maybe I should have going to be playing on the old show. It is, isn't it? You'll fix it for the podcast, won't you? <laughs> fix it the next. They can redo it. The podcast? Mm. You want to talk about the podcast? No, don't normally do it at this point. Yeah. Do you want to bring it forward? Okay. Just, just uh, see if you can find the podcast 92 song mm-hmm. on the computer. Because uh, a lot of people have been calling it with numbers for us. Uh, Very kindly. Yeah, they found a 90 for us in a song. Yeah. They found a 91 for us in a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's called Podcast 92. Poor old Rich. That's what you'll find out. So you know, very helpfully labelled it for you, Richard. <laughs> you got that there? Uh, and we haven't been able to find a song with the number 92. Mm, there isn't one. There isn't one? No. I checked on the internet. No, I listened to all music last night. Oh. Where did you draw the line? Steven Seagal's Thunderbox. <laughs> But no, so we don't have a song or an excerpt uh, from a song with the number 92 in it. Uh-huh. Nothing. Uh-huh. And I really wanted something musical for yeah, 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 yeah. 
But nonetheless, I'm happy with podcast nights. I'd love to like many throw up. There's nothing for snacks or friends. There's no babes loves. There's no sign of what animal would you steal from the zoo, the zoo, the zoo. But I'm hoping the Seth will chop and Andrea Powell and Peter Rose on as well. is not well today, so we've got uh, Bianca subbing in. How's the shrine, the online Marsland shrine going? I don't know. I'm, I'm spending all my time on SaveGusAndDave.com. Some of your early uh, crop top work. Yeah. SaveGusAndDave, this is an attempt to bring Ed back to the KFC campaign, hmm. which I love. Yeah. When they bring back the Tower Burger, you know what I like to think, Tony? I like to think in 10 years when my career is going nowhere, yeah. uh, that's when they'll bring me back. No, that's when meat pie is going to come out. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's good. Good. I haven't got time to go through the emails we've received about meat pie. I think a lot of people involved in this genuine Australian film, as yet unreleased, have been contacting us. I'll be reading that tonight. Oh, really? Full report on that. Hey, uh, do you want to talk film? Film? Let's talk Do you want to talk Australian film? Let's do it. Australian film merch, Tony. Did a lot, do you? I mean, was the last time what, what merch have we ever had? Was there a Mad? I saw a Mad Max T-shirt. That was pretty good. A Mad Max T-shirt. Well, sorry, I was just saying the Bianca was on the internet before. Mm. One of our Capral T-shirts, yeah, our limited edition Capral T-shirts, mm. is going. It's been like someone's gone. I've got. There's only 100, 250 of them. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to keep this. I'm going to sell it. Make a lot of cash. Mm. Okay, maybe they're in dire straits. How much is it going for, Nikki Hamilton, our producer? $5. Okay, so that's what we're doing on the merch front. What about the film industry? Well, I've come up with some, uh, some, uh, some brand new merch for some Australian films. Oh, so this will really, uh, really get them going. These are the films that people are flocked to. Films that have made in excess of 50 grand at the box office. Is Bad Eggs in there? No, no, sorry, mate. No. Bad Eggs reality tour, I thought of. <laughs> We just go to your place and watch you reading the newspaper, cutting bits out. Amazing. <laughs> Me at all hours of the day and night. How about some oyster farmer bed spreads? Oh. How about the Peaches film? Standees of all your favourite characters. Oh. What's your favourite character in Peaches? Uh, wasn't there a character, wasn't there the guy who was in 21 Jump Street was in Peaches? Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, Newman, Dustin Newman, is it? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nobody has ever been able to confirm that. <laughs> I could be wrong. Kids are going to love the proposition board game. <laughs> It's like mousetrap, but with more guns. <laughs> Boy, it's exploding. <laughs> Everyone's going to love a book of Revelations Nightlight and complete set of real talking action figures. All your favorite from Book of Revelations. Like, who's watching this? And how did this get funding? <laughs> It was. I went to see the Book of Revelations. There was five of us in the cinema, and I'm pretty sure every single person 
in the cinema was a disgruntled <laughs> filmmaker. Because <laughs> all you can hear was, how did this get funding? <laughs> Most Australian films are. The audience is usually disgruntled oh, yeah, yeah, other yeah. filmmakers oh, yeah. complaining about funding decisions. One more for you, Tom. Yes. You've got something funny growing on or inside you? Quite possibly. Nothing clears up unwanted growth like Caterpillar Wish, the ointment. Caterpillar <laughs> Wish, <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that? I don't even see it. That was an Australian film that got zero publicity. It yeah. came out. There was, like, nobody from it went on any show. Nope. There was just maybe a tiny ad in the paper. Yeah. It was almost as if the filmmakers themselves had forgotten that their own movie was coming out. They had to take those some late-night ads out on television, like those for you, like, you know, naughty stuff. You like Tom and Pillar Yeah. Tom and Pillar Wish, a young something exploration. You remember till... Human voices wake us, <laughs> and in the winter dark, <laughs> in the cinema empty, until <laughs> the usher finally wakes us, you mean? <laughs> oh, look, let's, okay, tell me, those aren't going to catch on. We've saved the film industry, have we? Merch. Okay, we've merged up. Yeah. Uh, more politics. Oh, really? And bonings. Next, I'll get there. Oh, it's been at work. Who can it be now here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M? Let's try it one more time. Okay, let's see if we can get it right. It's me, Tony Martin. Bewildered. Ed Cavalier. Bewildered. Oh. And Richard Marsland. Oh, 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 you know what? Oh, please, to how I'd save that sort of thing for the Crime Investigation Network. Let's get you a little blue. If you will. And, of course, brought to you by the increased pulling power. Yeah. Of the Nissan Navara. Oh, yeah. That is a 4x4. Four four. How's it going here? Wonderfully. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I am. Uh, it's still no trouble. What do you mean? Oh, I just, you know, it's large and yeah. you're large and mm-hmm. there's a lot of gridlock out. I'm just waiting for a ding. No, I'm bloking. I'm waiting for something. I've got some respect, actually. I, uh, I just just remembered this. I parked out the front of my house mm-hmm. in the sweet Navara, got out, and fr- uh, someone on the roof across the road went, Short bad. And I went, uh, and I walked around and there was a roofing, a guy doing some roofing. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, mate, I uh, took your advice and watched some short bus. I went, and? and he goes, yeah, it was a bit of all right. Got the wife in, we watched it. She quite liked it. Okay. Hey, see? Hey. Hey. Yeah. It's amazing what actually catches on from this show. And I've got an email here somewhere. This is this. Here you go. This is from uh, Andrea. Come on. Sorry. No. Take two. Andrea. Yep. That would have been ridiculous, Andrea. <laughs> with the fake names, people. Andrea Hornsby says she was watching TV with her four-year-old son, mm-hmm. uh, visiting her parents the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't remember what it was. May have been Funniest Home Videos. Where somebody got it in the plums. Always do. My four-year-old son jumps off the lounge and yells at the top of his lungs, Oh, me plums! <laughs> Good lad. Uh, her husband and her dad and mum all expelled their drinks through their noses. <laughs> Glad to be of a team, Andrea. There you go. That's right. I don't know. Is all me plums fit for the young folk? Apparently it is. Yeah, they love it. Good yeah. catchphrase. Richard Martin, uh, you said John Howard off a moment ago. Yeah. What are you sitting on newswise? Have you heard about this new local version of Monopoly? Yes. It's no. very big news because uh, Barossa Valley and Adelaide have actually taken the top spots. You know the dark blues? When you play uh, Monopoly and there's Park Lane and Mayfair. Yeah, 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 yeah. um, they thought that maybe Sydney might get the blue spots because of the primo real estate. Oh, yeah, yeah. But because it was done through votes, 17 million votes last year, um, Barossa Valley and Adelaide took the blues, uh, Queensland, uh, Sunshine Coast and Great Barrier Reef, right. uh, the cheapest squares. Mm. Very strange. Uh, Broken Hill, Tamworth, everyone represented. Um, and also, uh, where are we here? Oh, yeah, ACT, uh, the Anzac Parade, Lake Burley Griffin, and so on and so forth. Right, yeah, right. Australian right. Monopoly. Australian version of Monopoly. Veal Gardens get a run? No, it doesn't. Veal <laughs> Gardens is actually primo real estate. Adelaide, favourite gay beat. <laughs> According to Richard, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. It's hot stuff, but then mm. this new Australian version of Monopoly, you can't even afford a house. You have to inherit <laughs> it. You have to get a first home buyer's grant, and you have to have 10% of the asking price, and win it at an auction to get a house. Just to get a house in Monopoly. <laughs> They're like fun anymore. Yeah. Community chest, I think it's just Crystal. Just a picture of Crystal. Oh, really? He's got a chest that the community <laughs> seems to enjoy. We've got an, an interview with Crystal uh, in the next break time. Yeah, we're, yeah we're still waiting for that one. You said about the Nigerian gold guy. We still that before break. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, okay, Richard. Why are we not doing that right now? Well, I'm ready to go. Oh, are you? Where's your copy of the script? I, I didn't know. I left the script at home. There we go. It's <laughs> style. National radio program. Unbelievable. Don't make me go to the emergency jokes. Go on. Crack no. one open. Oh. 
Come on, they went, they killed yesterday. <sighs> what have we got in the emergency file? Come on, Tony. Oh, no, this is a story. Well, this has been sitting around. Every other show has had their way with this story. Yeah. Look at this yellow. Uh, freezing toes have forced a Dutchman to abandon his bed to conquer Mount Everest while wearing shorts. That's a category. Mm-hmm. That's a record you can take. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man is, well, he's not given up. He's vowed to return to Everest uh, in the evening gown section. <laughs> <laughs> That's next month, I think. Uh, the assault on the north face of Everest by mountaineers in the new summer range by Karl Lagerfeld was abandoned when it was revealed that Karl Lagerfeld is, in fact, a corpse operated by wires that are later removed by CGI. <laughs> yeah, have a look. I think you'll find that's true. Okay, so let me get... There's a pile-up, is there? We've got a sketch that you've left at home. No, Richard left at home. And you've got a new one that you haven't even rehearsed or told Richard that you're doing it with him. That's next. That's the choice. <laughs> They also don't have children to support. Around the nation on Triple M, I might just remind you, podcast 92, we've already had the song. Uh, Up there today, bang, we had one yesterday. Yeah. And keep them coming because, as you know, we're off for the next two weeks. So we've got to try and, uh, you know, chop the podcast on there. Mm-hmm. Andrea Powell and Ethel Chop, Peter Rosethorn, uh, Where's the Love for Charlie Manson? And this is busy stuff, <laughs> all part of the fun. Of the po- Sorry, don't start us doing Rex again. Yeah, yeah. It's just so hard to resist. They are losers. Deadbeats. Rolling a fat cigarette. On my way in here, I was getting hassled by the scallop industry. <laughs> I've never done a hard day's yakka or toil in their life. <laughs> There's no. What is it? He lists a whole other thing. Yeah, there's no. There's no substitute for passion, enthusiasm. No, no, no. It's like hard work, elbow grease, toil, and solid hard yards. <laughs> Something like that. Like the same thing comes out twice. <laughs> okay, stop it. Oh, stop talking why? about Rick's Hunt's address for the nation. Uh, we often plug shows from the HBO network. They do seem to make the finest television, nay, visual entertainment in the world. Mm. Is that, uh, do you think, agreed yeah. upon? You've got the surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Seats in the city, I know you love that. I just, I, just, I just never know like, <laughs> which shoes Samantha's going to buy. And that, that old one, she's always sleeping with guys. <laughs> Of course, uh, six feet under, you've got Curb Your Enthusiasm. Deadwood, of course, how could I forget the wire? We've been playing the wire. For once, just thank you. You know, we get all this hate mail because of short time. Listen, Laura says, I bought the wire. Absolutely terrific. Thanks for the tip about JB's cheapness. There went my entire weekend. That's what I like to hear. Nerds helping inside. And she's also telling us that New Zealand's flight of the Concord. They've got their. Uh, they've got their. Uh, in that, which is good news. Wow, that's a new HBO yeah. show. Mm. What are we doing here? Exclusive interview time. Oh, interview. Wow, here now in this bit out of the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's new because this is the only time we could get her. Uh, we now uh, cross live to an interview with big, former Big Brother housemate uh, Crystal. <laughs> So, oh goodness, Big Brother was there, you know, a big break for you, you're calling in zoo, and, and now it takes two things that people are really starting to take you seriously. How are you going? I've got big hands. Thanks for your time. <laughs> All the big exclusives. When are we going to do that segment that you were talking about the other day, can do, can do? <laughs> we can't do it. Rating celebrities <laughs> as to whether they're can do or can do. <laughs> That's not something to talk about on air. Right? Let's have some music. Let's have some butting. Is that how you work with the buskers, Richard? Well, you turn out and play anything. Here's your cash in advance. This is going to be tops. Let Ed play his little guitar. <laughs> Thank you. 
Follow me. Very nice. Uh, very good John Lennon there from Green Day here. Mm-hmm. And get this on Triple M around the nation. How's your George Harrison impression coming along? Here? Oh, I stopped nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, Ringo, give it to us. I uh, um, almost said to the fat controller. I was getting, I'm getting there now. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Where is it? Because it's... It's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's more like the fat controller. The fat controller went to a shopping mall. <laughs> Why are you doing Robocop? It's <laughs> much better. It helps. With your head. Well, right, what do you got there? I don't know. The you do, Ringo. Uh, what are we going to do now? Well, it's all like us, isn't it? I don't know. Is that him? Yeah, that's a little bit better. Because it's the Paul McCarthy. I can do a sort of up there like that. The Nacco, the Nacco Grace. That comes on. Right, and then John Lennon. I don't mind it, but we can't work out with George Harrison then. No, he's more like this fake. No, that's not it. It was Bono, wasn't it? Oh, Betsy, I'm about to fix the trouble. Is that him? Is that George Harrison? Confusing. Calling George. The home of bad impressions, dodgy ideas, ill research facts. Let's get this. Let's find Talkback Mountain. Now you've done it again. Thank you, Matthew. Good to be here. Uh, oh, let's talk crime today. Firstly, are we your uh, Paris Hilton in jail free connection here? I think so. Yeah, not yeah. talk about it at all. No. Nothing to say about it at all. No. Just working on the book. Just leave her alone. <laughs> Just let her work on that diary. Reading the Bible. You know, I will say this. They're paying her $2 million for the diary. You know someone else is going to write it. She's an idiot. She can't put two words together. Let her write it herself. Do not touch a word and I will buy it. It's a very good idea, Tony. If just for once they would let a celebrity actually write their own book, not correct anything, Mm. and put it out that way, bang, that's when you're going to sell the book. I'd read Mike Tyson's like that. Yep. Uh, the Malcolm X one is great. Um, the Hurricane. You know what? Bob Dylan should write a song like he did for Hurricane, like a protest song to get her out of jail. <laughs> Are we talking about it? Suddenly, no, sorry, sorry. Drag this in. Right. Okay. Hey, ring the Antonius knockback. They tracked him down. And they were saying that they found him in a Greek hideaway, a cafe. Probably not the best hiding spot in the world. <laughs> Outdoor cafe. Australia's most wanted man. No, they say that there were, uh, he was captured after hundreds of sightings. Hundreds of people uh, saw him hosting a new news based comedy show on the Nine Network last night. <laughs> <laughs> Bang, they got him. Yeah, yeah. Ring the Antonius for the final time today. Uh, what are we going to do? Why are we doing Rush this? Rush list. How are they going to uh, get him back here? Because, it's, you know, there's extradition. Mm-hmm. And remember how he slipped out of the country. A brilliant plan. Mm. Not turning up at the police station. Oh, man. I reckon, I know what he'll do. If he doesn't turn up for the flight where he has to come back to Australia... Oh, he might pull that one. This, uh, giving them the slip again. He's brilliant. There's a guy suspected of murder and yeah. drug trafficking. Oh, honesty boxes yeah. will be the guy. Now, are you going to show up? Yeah. yeah. Promise? Yeah. Promise. What's a Hawaiian shirt and suitcase with Acapulco written on it? Come on, man. This is just how I, this is how I roll. <laughs> this newspapers and... He might still have an escape plan. He might drive to the airport <laughs> unsupervised. Too hard for me to work out. Okay, we plan brush with the Z-list. Yeah. Who are you ringing the mock bell for? Uh, I mean, Jacobson Kenny. Uh, he's probably A-list. He's A-list AFI winner. But I'm saying Z-list because I was sitting, uh, I went to something or other last night where he, with the, he was at. Yeah. And the, the girl sitting next to me, I think she might have had some connection or something to do with the film or something along the line. Because somebody, there was 500 speeches before we got to watch the film. Uh, I love it when you go to a short film festival yeah. where the speeches combined go longer than the film they're yeah. talking about. Unbelievable. One guy got up and went, I've got 36 pages, but I'm only going to read four. <laughs> Keep going. How long was his movie? So anyway, so they were saying, oh, you know, Kenny's here, and that, you know, that was great, and now it went on to be a massive film, and, and now it's a television show. Uh, Kenny, a world, a, world, a, you know, a world tour of toilets. And I was like, oh, right. And the girl next to me goes, oh, too many toilet jokes. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> She's only heard about the prospect of them. Heard is the title of the show. She's feeling worthy. I was in a cinema recently and they showed the shorts for Noise. Now, I haven't seen Noise. It's been all right. It's been all right. I liked it. My uh, missus has seen Noise. She loved it. Yeah. Says it's great. Uh, but the shorts, 
not very appealing. Mm-hmm. I was in a full house, mm-hmm. showed the shorts for noise. One bloke up the back just went, real old guy, just went, well, there's no need to go and see that one. <laughs> and said, <laughs> kill, brought the house down. <laughs> Uh, but I've heard it is a top old view. The yeah, best right. film yet about tinnitus. Uh, <laughs> see, that's not, you know, Kenny, he's big time. Yeah. Here's who I saw. This is about five years ago. This is a brush with the Z-list. <laughs> I was standing in a lift <laughs> with a bloke who used to do the crazy eyes in the Car City commercial. And I can do the crazy eyes in the Car yeah. City commercial. I'll demonstrate on radio. Here we go. That's it. Suddenly my car's a lot cheaper. <laughs> and I always wanted to go, hey, I can do the crazy eyes as well. And then I remembered, you he could do, he's a powerful guy, although I remembered that I don't know whether this is true. Uh-huh. This may not be true. I love it when you start a story like that. <laughs> I heard he asked for too much money and they replaced him with a cartoon. Because that's what happened in those days. I don't know if they're seen around the country, but uh, we used to show them on the Late Show, um, yeah. Car City in Victoria. Yeah. So they just gone, well, bugger it. We'll get a cartoon character who can do the crazy eyes for now. For <laughs> deadly, for squat. No, Replaced good. by a cartoon character. That no, could happen to anyone. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine the news being read on Channel 9 by a cartoon character. Because <laughs> they bones. Oh, Jones from Bones Town. Jones down the bones down. What's happened to Jones? No, oh, they've got rid of him. That sort of rather creepy editorial that he was doing on the morning program. You could tell as soon as the Packers were out of the building, that was going to be the first thing to go. Are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'll okay. always have the tapes. <laughs> Logged. Yep. On Master. Hey, what are you doing? Brush the this? Well, speaking of uh, cheap overnight ads, and I'm pretty sure this might have been a local one as well, mm. but when I was growing up, the very first celebrity that I met was a guy who was in this local commercial in Adelaide, mm. which was for a furniture st- uh, store. Yes. And he was like a character that, um, that talked about how cheap the furniture was. And it was, he was dressed as a count with a cape and everything. Okay. And <laughs> the cash phrase was, which account? This account. <laughs> I met him in the shopping centre, got his autograph and everything. That was the very first. Not many celebrities. Uh, this is what we're looking for. Other shows do brush with fame. We do brush with the Z-list. How pissy can you go? Last time we did this, every single call was the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of turns. <laughs> it was intensive. <laughs> call us up. Tell us about your piss week brush. And we'll ring the mock bell one triple three five three. Or Gwen's the bunny. One of those two. <laughs> it's the music quiz here. Get this. Triple <laughs> F. Could have been big. It's not a bad guess. Were you listening to that song at all? <laughs> Here's what I was doing. I was queuing up the theme from Wheel of Fortune. Okay. You never know what we'll play next. Don't worry. It's going to pay off because we're playing brush with the Z-list. Hi, John. Hi, guys. Heard you brush. This is dizzy stuff, folks. And uh, where did you brush him? Uh, we were lining up to get some donuts at the Queen's Market. Oh, yeah. You'll always have a donut line. And what, uh, did he say anything to you? No, nah, he was trying to be sort of inconspicuous, I think, mate. Uh, yeah, what was he buying? Uh, hot jam donut. Yeah, uh, that's how oh. Burjo. Did they do that thing, uh, Burjo, what do you want? No, hang on, just have a think about it. <laughs> You couldn't resist. Obviously, you'd need that music at a donut shop. <laughs> oh, that's pretty pissy. Can we get John? Lower on the totem. Hey, P- hey, Peter, how are you? Hey, Ed, how are you going? Great, mate. Uh, who have you brushed? I see you'll be getting pretty tough to beat this one for the Z-list. Yeah? Years ago, when you and uh, Tony and Mick were doing the walk about town, I, I ran into the guy who wears the tight Lee jeans. This is dizzy stuff, folks. <laughs> So this is someone who appeared in a Vox Pops on the Late Show in the early 90s. Yep, and he was still wearing the Lee jeans as well. <laughs> I love it when some of the people in those Vox Pops have become like cult figures. Yeah, they're doing regional tours. That guy in Marishville. I love that guy. The Ted Mowry gag. That will be the theme song for the Olympics. I love that guy. And did you actually say anything to him, Peter? I surely did. Yeah, how'd that go? I said, you're the man that wears the tight Lee jeans, aren't you? And he got all embarrassed. God, all embarrassed. He's still wearing them, though. Yeah. I was wearing them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely painted on. <laughs> yeah, visit his website. Uh, thanks, Peter. <laughs> well brushed. Very well done. Good day, Rob. How are you? Good, Ed. How are you doing, mate? Thanks, man. Who have you brushed? 
And my uh, one of my buddies is uh, a bass guitarist from the Uncanny X-Men. This is dizzy stuff, folks. Right, but he's not well, he's not the original bassist. <laughs> he's the stand-in bassist. <laughs> And do people who come along to see the X-Men, if they're performing these days, get angry when they find out it's not the original? No, they don't perform anywhere. Oh, sure. Were they on their countdown? Too? Okay. Oh, I'm wrong. No, there was some sort of trouble where... Because I saw another bloke who was in the X-Men, mm. in the Courier Mail, dressed as a meter uh, parking meter officer, yes. which is what he does now, complaining that if people go along, they're only going to see Brian Mannix and they're not going to see him. Yeah, that's right. And he was in a, in a you know, parking officer's outfit doing the old uh, oh, the pound end windmill. Oh. Just, well, I've, um, I've got something else as well. Yes. Uh, I was on Supermarket Sweep with Ian Turpy. Oh. This is dizzy stuff, folks. How'd you go? Not good. My mate did the, the cart run and he just like brushed a, a jar of tomato sauce and I swear about 20 jars just come flying out of nowhere. Oh, see, that's yeah, they're all hooked up to each other. They needed oh, more. It's a knockout. Thanks, uh, dog. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Well brushed. Yeah, good brushing. Good. Bill, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Who have you brushed? Um, I work in an impro comedy group with the Carpet Court Jester. This is dizzy stuff, folks. So you can confirm that it's not Ed Cavalli. It's not Ed Cavalli. No. And uh, I heard a rumor that he, that's his natural accent, the accent that he's putting on the, uh, in the ads, but he's not, is it? Yeah, it is. No, no that's, that's him. Really? Well, what sort of, where does he come from? Um, I'm not too sure. Carpentaria, possibly. <laughs> so, no, so that's... And then we've got the other bloke, the G Money Genie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's his real voice yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. What, the Indian accent? Yeah, apparently that's actually his real voice. That's what people are trying to tell him. Uh, I'm not buying it. Okay. Right, thanks very much. Right. From the Ken Bruce out, he's gone completely bad. That's how he talks normally as well. <laughs> telling us that next. Thanks, Bill. G'day, Evan. How are you? Fan bloody tastic. Ooh, good to hear. Who have you brushed? Um... Shane Porteous. This is dizzy stuff, folks. Shane Porteous from a country practice recently seen in pizza. What was he doing? Uh, it was probably about 10 years ago. He was doing a uh, promotion at a swimming pool. And uh, what was he doing? He was basically sitting behind a desk signing autographs. And yes, did, you, did you go especially to get the autograph or you just there for a swim? I was just there for a swim. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to think that he would just be a bit too sort of above that. No, you're not getting my autograph. Who do you think I am? Would have been nice if someone walked up to him and said, yeah, I've got this pain in my arm. Can you fix it for me? You'd <laughs> <laughs> have a crack. <laughs> All right, that will be me and you, Ed, in about a year and a half. Really sad. <laughs> Who's going next? Hi, Andrew. How are you? Oh, g'day. How are you going? Excellent. Who have you brushed? Warwick Kappa. This is dizzy stuff, folks. Can you some time, Chef? He tried to sell me tickets to Dreamworld. <laughs> what? Well, that's what he does. He works up in the Gold Coast now, and he works at one of those places where they sell, you know, rides on dolphins and whale watching. And something like to leap out of a cupboard and attack you there. What's going on? Well, he pretty much did. He was wearing a sleeveless football jumper and kind of jumped down and goes, "G'day, folks. How you going? You want to go up to Dreamworld?" Uh, right, now, did he mention anything about the fate of that movie, Yobbo's Up the Guts? No, he didn't. No, oh, we've got to find out what's happened to that. He was pretty keen to point out a picture of his new girlfriend, though. Oh. On his mobile phone, he goes, this is my new lady. What do you think of her? I was with my wife, and I just, I couldn't really say that much. But. Was she not? Is the woman aware that she's his girlfriend? I don't know. It was, it was taken from a distance. All <laughs> 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 right, that is pretty good. Let's have one more brush with Zed. <laughs> Justin, how are you? Not too foul, boys. How are you going? Oh, I'm feeling a bit sick. Uh, who, have you, uh, who have you brushed? Uh, Colette at a John Farnham concert. This is dizzy stuff, folks. Ring my bell. Ring, ring my bell, and actually, I think from New Zealand, one of our lot. Uh, what was she doing? Uh, she was actually just in the crowd there, minus the rollerblades, of course. Yeah, yeah. And uh, after the show, you know, at the Sydney Entertainment Centre, you're waiting outside for all the stars to exit. Yeah. All these old beardly stars were walking out. As soon as Colette walked out, you could hear a pin drop. Oh. <laughs> That's the new single. Oh. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, but, you know, can we... I don't think we can top these. No, it's pretty easy. This is pretty good. We've had Colette. Colette. We've had the Carpet Court Jester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had someone from a box pop segment recorded 14 years ago. Still in his costume. And, of course, Ed Cavalier 
Tony Martin, Richard Bartlett. <laughs> what a selection of said listeners. Well done. We're going to move up the alphabet oh, a bit, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks to everyone who called. In the next hour, she's back. Robin Bartlett. <laughs> Just disrespectful. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 
Now, it, it's called the librarian. Yes, it is. You didn't go with my idea of calling it the new librarian, like the new centurion. That would be viewed as insanity. I heard a story. Tell me if this is true. I heard the ABC were having a launch for new shows. Mm-hmm. And they were flashing up the names of all the new shows, and up came the librarians. Mm. And Wendy Harmer was heard to say, Oh, who'd call a show the librarian? That sounds really boring. Mm. And you were standing next to yes, us. We did have to nudge her in the ribs and say, That's a house. Actually, that's a house. Oh, is that one? You're brilliant. <laughs> she changed the tune very quickly. That's when, you're standing next to her. That's when the Kerber enthusiasm music comes in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is, is, what about, is this true that Larry Day? Yeah. We love Larry David. You know yeah, Larry David. I love Larry David. He's apparently, uh, yes, it's true, he's split with his wife. That's his wife in real life, yeah. not uh, Cheryl on the program. Don't tell me that she's not really married to Cheryl. <laughs> I've never seen a photo of his real wife. No. Maybe he is married to Cheryl. No, no he's not. No, no, no. He's not. no. But as soon as uh, the divorce papers are handed over, do you think... Uh, <laughs> Surely he'll get himself into some sticky situation in court. Yeah, it's going to happen. Surely he'll pick up the court reporter's pen or the stenographer's <laughs> notes by accident. He won't know how to return them. Call his wife the wrong name. Oh, Who's that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, the librarian. So when's it on or do you not know? I think I think around spring it should be. Spring? When is spring? Uh, you know when the birds twitter and oh, people yeah. start. We don't go outside. We never yeah. go outside on this program, Robin. Uh, well, it's September, October then, in layman's terms. Very nice. Um, well, you know, we'll wax lyrical more. I'll be talking in senseless more. Just giving it a bit of sizzle. Though. I like the sizzle, like the buzz that you're creating. Right. Don't get me wrong. And so, uh, now how is it possible mm. to produce and start and write and edit and be in a show <laughs> with children? How do you do it? How do you juggle it? <laughs> My kids are wearing name tags at the moment. Yeah. They're coming in going, oh, I've started a new school, have you? How did that go? I have no idea who they are. We had to get someone to help look after them. I thought they went free range. Yeah. Neighborhood children. They were just in the show. We oh, that's just right. like, Mummy and Daddy really do love you. Wait till action. Yeah. <laughs> just stand there until action. They're very good on set. They actually are in the show really? a little bit. Yeah, um, but they, they've been tremendous. And right. um, I've been indulging them. Since, since we've just come out, we've just we're, we're finishing the edit now, so it's much sort of easier yeah. for me at least. Wayne's sort of more hands on, but uh, it's birthday season at my house with the kids, uh, and so I'm just indulging them. Emily turned five on the weekend, and I practically hired the whole of Cirque du Soleil to come and entertain them. She got a Leah yet? That was kind of in the hope that this would run away with the circus at the end. It didn't happen, but still. Did you have fun? Really? I mean, you look like you had fun. You look like you're one of them. Yeah. Honey, you're a natural. Off you go. Swing that trapeze for mama. Do you do that thing when you're really busy of just saying, oh, I'm just going to move my birthday three weeks ahead of just, you know, putting them off? I'm about, I'm still 38, I think. I'm I'm about five birthdays behind. um, You're an Australian actress. (laughs) Yes, I am. What are you doing? Are you lying about your age, Robin? No. Oh, you got to. Really? Is that what everybody's doing? Everybody does. I'm 29. There's there's a famous Australian actress who I used to be younger than, and I'm now five (laughs) years older than. (laughs) You can't. Judith Lucy went to Nida, not Nida. She went to, what's the one in Whopper? She went to Whopper. 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 With, should I say who it is? Yes. Francis O'Connor. Yeah. Reckons they were the same age at the time. Not anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow Judith is three years older. It happens. It happens all the time. It's just hard life. And then when you get really old, mm. you start going the other way. Like Lois Ramsey, she's like 86. She'll often say she's 91. Just <laughs> <laughs> gets you to the front of a queue. Monica Moore's 110. Apparently. <laughs> oh, wow. crucial out there. Oh, it's so good to see you, Robin. The I only know. way that we can even have a conversation with you is to book you on the program. Mm. Do you want to stick around and talk rubbish for the rest of the hour? Or do you have to go and make something? I, I, no, please let me stay. All right, please stay. <laughs> yes, get it seen too. That'd be good, Charlotte. Here again, this on Triple M around the nation with Tony Martin, bewildered, Ed Cavalier, grubby, and of course Richard Martin. Hungry. I still haven't got it right. <laughs> we will keep doing it till I get it in the right order. You're meant to be hungry. Yeah. I, 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 I would be disappointed if I came in and Ed wasn't eating. Oh. He is eating. He is. Robert Butler's back uh, in this time slot. Welcome back to Triple M. And I noticed 
you know, very nicely just not saying what it is really doing which is steering in the booty bag in the boo magazine. <laughs> wow. You can send your arms in, apparently. Yep, they'd like that. Mm-hmm. Might need another page. Surplus going. Have things moved on from your day when you used to sit here? There wouldn't have been any boo bags there, would you? Nothing block? at all. This isn't a flashback at all. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but, you know, you're going to, when the librarian coming soon to the ABC comes out, you're going to be asked to do all that gear. You're oh, gonna, I you're know. Going to We've gone to catch up. It's a natural, uh, it's natural, natural partnership, isn't it? Zoo and the ABC. That's true. <laughs> They just live it harmoniously together. Mm, yeah. Yes. Uh, the girls of late line. What a spread. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Tony Mockbell, you see that finally caught Tony Mockbell. I did see that uh, that picture of Tony Mockbell. Did you see the picture of Tony Mockbell in disguise? No, no. Oh, well, it, it looks like someone, I don't know, how, how do you say, out of a hair bear bunch. Oh, <laughs> really? Really? No wonder he got caught. Yeah. A blind Greek policeman might have found <laughs> that too. I don't care. I don't care how much... You know, if, you, if you're, you, you're a fugitive, yeah. you're running away from uh, millions of dollars in debt and you, you're in trouble for murder and drugs, it's still no excuse for a toupee. <laughs> <laughs> Be presentable. Be presentable. Shave your head. Wear a hat. Wear a Phil Spector wig. Have the decency to wear oh. full-length bob. Phil Spector style. What is he doing? What's he wearing? What's he sporting at the moment? Kind of a John Hader. Uh, Blades of Glory, long, blonde, windswept mop oh, at yeah, the moment. Yeah, it's beautiful. Because we've just been saying, Robert, I mean, if you want to impress the jury yeah. and, and you want to get them on side, yeah. obviously the answer is to dress as David Spade would if he was playing an elderly, <laughs> morphine-addicted pedophile. <laughs> That'll bring him round. That'll bring him round. He's not crazy at all, is he? No, 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 no. I don't reckon he's ever touched drugs, that's the thing. <laughs> I don't, reckon he, I don't reckon he's just been living the straight and narrow. And we've all had a, a situation where we stuffed a gun into a, like a kid in the lobby of a hotel space. Yes, we've it? all been there. Yeah. But when you're in court, it sounds bad. But if when you're there, it's hilarious. Context, That's what I'm saying. I'm saying context. Exactly. There is a great uh, Phil Spector doco going around somewhere on Foxtel at the moment, and they talk about, oh, he's reclusive. Mm. He's reclusive. Mm. He doesn't want anyone to know where he lives. He uh, you know, has done the interviews, done one interview in 25 years. And then they go to his house, and there is literally a huge sign on the front of his house saying, Welcome to Phil Spector's Alpine Chateau. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Alpine. No way, it's, it's Alpine. It's not Alpine. It's not remotely Alpine. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then there's just a lot of snipers there. <laughs> but when guests arrive, Phil. What are we talking about here? We had important issues to canvas. What were they? We were talking about a book club. Oh, a book club. Is that what we're going to do? Yeah. In celebration of the upcoming... Well, I don't want to sizzle it up too much. Don't want to peak early. Mm. That's impossible. Let's get this. The Logie Award-winning librarian that hasn't yet aired. Mm. We're going to do a book club. Wow. Sounds really boring. Yeah. It's not going to be, though, is it? Yeah. It's going to be pop flight. It's next on Get This. Why don't they wake up to themselves? That's the Australian attitude. Nation on Triple M. And, uh, you know, Robin Butler is with us. Hello. Robin, uh, I don't know if you've been watching Big Brother, but in the very first episode for the year, they said uh, that there was going to be a new room in the house. And it was going to be a room that would challenge the housemates like they've never been challenged before. We immediately assumed that would be a library. <laughs> so, it's good that you're here because you're on the librarians. It's a new show coming up on the ABC. Not for months. No. But we're starting to sizzle early. We have a special room in the set that's just for Big Brother. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's an excuse, I think, to enter Ed Cavalier's mm. Get This Book Club. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. What's going on in the book club? Why are we here and how does it work? Today we'll be discussing Jonathan Franzen's The Corrections. Oh, we really? I hear it's too late. And okay. okay. how, uh, how it has affected Zoo Magazine's booty bank. All right, so. It's like an airbrushing correction. Yeah, exactly. That's a correction. Ed wanted to do uh, books that you'd steal from the library. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, do you know what the most commonly stolen book from the library is? Which one? Have a guess. Hating Alice and Ashley. Not Something no. by Chopper Reed. No, it's not. Looking for Ella Brandy. Mm. Middlemarch. I, I, 
Damn it, Tony, you're right again. Don't think it's a two-man operation. It's uh, Guinness Book of Records. Oh. oh, you know, teenage boys love to know the, you know, how many guys can hold cigarettes in their mouth at once. That sort of thing. One guy and he can hold fifty-two. Although, didn't Tony Wilson tell us he's cutting down? He's down to nine years. <laughs> <laughs> we just like the idea of him standing out the front of the Guinness World Book building <laughs> with fifty-eight cigarettes in his mouth. Going, I hope you guys are down. But that's just us. Okay, so we want to hear about books. Yeah, books that are so good that have affected you. So much that you had to steal it or would have or vandalise. Oh, no, I don't think we want to go down the Well, it's so good you vandalise it. Really? Well, the people at, at my school used to go for, uh, we'd look for like, Africa and we go, there must be pictures of, of tribes where they weren't wearing any clothes. Yeah, yeah. And you'd cut them out and sure. stick them on the walls of the. Uh, yeah, the classroom. Well, that would be one. Welcome well, to the book club here at this. That's true. I mean, you could call it vandalism. You could call it just history. There you go. Yeah. Or geography. <laughs> 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 I'll nominate the art of course acting, which is behind the scenes in amateur theatre, what it's really like. Mm. How to draw attention to yourself, even though you're 27th spare carrier from the left. Answer, hunchback and a limp. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you get uh, a character that dies early so you can be at the pub first. Full of tips like that for the course actor. Always cast uh, the show based on who you want at the cast party. That's right. That was the rule of thumb of our, at our university. And if there wasn't enough uh, girls parked in the play, like the Crucible, yeah. change a few. Just change them. <laughs> Nothing that says John Proctor can't be a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. John Proctor, I think you'll find. Uh, that's, yeah, John S. <laughs> Okay, who cares? They're all in the booty bank. They're yeah. all in Arthur Miller's booty bank. Okay, so that was a book so good that I just, I had it out for like six months mm. and there were complaints from the library. Robin, anything like that for you? Gee whiz. I think, uh, I, I, I really love reading. It's hard for me to... You know, you've got to get ready for this question because when I the know, librarians come down... I know, I know. I just wasn't ready for this at all. <laughs> I mean, you know, the only thing that comes to mind is I ripped up a copy of Portrait of a Lady once. Did you? Yes. Because right. yeah. I got so annoyed with the ending. No, I got so annoyed with the, uh, the, the film with Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I ripped up the print of that as well. Really? The ending is dodgy. Yeah, it really, really bothered me. And I remember ripping up the end of the book. I did that with that. Uh, <laughs> Every day, you I shouldn't be telling that to people. I said that it's crap. I did that with an episode of the, the book Where's Wally in Europe. I thought the it's, just, it's just obvious mm. that Wally would be underneath the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> That's enough of you. What else is in the Get This Book Club, Mr. Marsland? I used to love when I was a kid novelizations of movies that I'd seen. <laughs> For some reason, that's about the white hair. Yeah, you're the one. The Back to the Future one by Bob Gale, actually. Oh, wow. Um, but the one that I still have at home is the novelization of the movie Daryl. Remember Daryl? Yes. The, uh, Barrett Oliver? Is that the name I, of the kid? I have a feeling, could be wrong, that that was directed by an Australian. Was that directed by Simon Winsor? Yes. Possibly. I mean, the Winsor fans will be on the phone. It was the kid from Never Ending Story. And he was a ah, child robot. Yeah, child robot. Like, much like Small Wonder. Yeah, exactly. It's not as funny. And you, what, stole? Yeah, I still got it at home. Stole the book it's of still, Daryl. Yeah, it's still laminated. <laughs> and like, it's one of those movies, like those early 80s computer movies. So Daryl, it's not his name, it's an, actually an acronym. Oh, all the parts that are inside his body. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, Brad's. Yeah, like Brad's. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one, one book that I, I put in the script of the librarians just for a bit of a, Wayne said to me, what's, you know, what's your favourite book? Yeah, kid, and I said, well, it's Jill. It's the Jill series. Jill has a stable for Jill. Jill has two ponies. Oh, Jill's Jim Carter. You know, girly, you know, Jill mm-hmm. books. And it was just a reference for me. Well, as soon as I got on set, all the people around me, including your missus, Tony Martin, yeah. started saying, Oh, the Jill books are my favourite. Really? Right. Yes, the Jill books rate very highly. I think, you know, in yeah. that Daryl kind of category. No, worth stealing. Don't talk of that at home, I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge <laughs> stack of yoga books at our place. You cry an enormous amount of yoga just to get over them. What chakra is that? <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. Okay, what okay. about the listeners? Mm. Cool, so tell us about a book that is so good it's worth stealing. Not that we're encouraging stealing, no. because in previous editions, that's caused trouble. Yeah, you don't steal. <laughs> Call now, one triple three five three. Here it is on Triple M, the delightful Robin Butler, former Times 
time slot occupant here at the Gear Vista on Triple M. Tough love, of course. Uh, I still have my Nickelback tattoo. I'll bet you do. It's yeah. beautiful. Thank Got to you. get that updated to a Hinder tattoo now. Really? Uh, but don't worry about that. We're going highfalutin. We're in here. Cavalier's Book Club. <laughs> Cameron, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. How are you going? Very good, thank you, sir. Which book are you into? Um, well, I'm um, back in year 12, so a little while ago. Yes. Um, I had to do a um, yes. essay on Lord of the Flies. Oh, Lord of the Flies! <laughs> 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 that one, Mr. Cavalier? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I often drop in just have a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they've moved on to the novelisation of the film Daryl. Uh, yeah. Which, uh, directed by Simon Winter. You were right, Tony. Yes, right. Yeah. Barlap, Quigley Down Under, Lightning Jack, Dumbo Drop, yeah. any other fine films. Yeah. Did he do uh, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man? With Mickey Rourke, he may well have done. Yeah. Okay, so it's the movie, movie club. No, but you can't help yourself, can you? <laughs> Sorry. Who's going next? Hey, Nick. Hello. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Good, man. What are you sizzling? Ah, uh, well, uh, the book that always used to go missing back when I was in high school was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Did you nick it? Uh, not me personally. Not me personally. It was always gone before I could get to it. <laughs> Robin, have you read Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? You know what? I haven't. Oh, it's mm. full on. Mm. It's, a it's even better than the movie. Just, uh, there's a lot of driving through the desert being pursued by imaginary bats, is it not? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of that. <laughs> does, does the movie do it justice, Tone? Uh, I actually don't mind that film. Yeah, like that. It's uh, generally regarded as terrible, but... My attitude is, what else was that movie going to be? Yeah. He's just filmed the book. That's it. That's all it is. Johnny Depp does look like uh, Hunter S. Thompson from a distance. Would you like to hear my impersonation? That's the only impersonation I can do. That's Johnny Depp in here in Las Vegas. Yep. As we pull into Las Vegas, there are bats everywhere. Any beetle, any beetle you choose. <laughs> 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 Christmas beetle. Thank <laughs> 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 you very much, Nick. Uh, Pete, are you there? Yes, I am. What's the book you'd like to steal? The Princess Bride. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Hopper, you know, was at one point uh, w during a lull of his film career, 
uh, doing a show in the Mexican desert where he just sat in a chair and set dynamite off all around him. If I remember correctly, I mean, he just did so many things. The guy was just nuts. If, if, if it was all true, I mean, it's from, it, I mean, it's probably just rumours, but it, it's a great read anyway. It's the suicide chair. You sit in a, you know, don't try this. Don't try this. You have to have a chair and then you set dynamite all around you, like 40 sticks of dynamite, and they all have to go off at exactly the same time, and if one doesn't, you die. But if they all go off at the same time, it creates a vacuum in the centre. Explosion clear. There's Dennis, just texting somebody, going about his business. <laughs> Try the buffet. That's, that was his career for a couple of years, doing the suicide check, getting a bus, pop out of the desert, and he's pop up. Up blowing himself up. Yeah, man, this is my career. <laughs> Bring it back. That was what he was doing. Bring it back. Who's going next? Glenn. Glenn, are you there? Oh, young yeah, how are you young guys? Good, thanks. Uh, what do you want to, what, what, uh, what happened to a book of yours? Uh, well, this one's especially for you, Fared. Um, my sister, when she was in grade nine or something, this is about ten years ago, stole a massive book, like a slab, called Cats. And, um, I think the school closed down a few years later and she still hadn't given it back. It's and good. It is there a chapter on uh, how to teach them so you can take them for a walk with a lead? Oh, there has to be. It's, it's, it's like the Bible, just like a slab. It's not work. You can't do that with a cat. Are you trying to do that with a cat, are you? We tried with our Burmese, but they get so scared even leaving the front door that they, you know, they mm. kind of freak out and run back inside. Although I did see a lady walking a Tonkinese a couple of weeks ago down the street. Proud of fun she was. Mm. Yeah. You know, cats have this whole thing going on where they can kind of jump fences and mm-hmm. stuff by themselves and come back home. Mm-hmm. That doesn't entice you at all. No, no. 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 It's going to be walking. You're going to be walking along the top of the fence. I think we've got time for one more stealable book. John, how are you? Very good. Yourself? Uh, excellent, sir. What did you? Uh, what did you nick? Uh, I nicked a book years ago called Five Little Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> So why did you take it? Just propping up a wonky um, coffee table? <laughs> <laughs> I stole it because it had, um, I took it from the library, didn't steal it, I just borrowed it indefinitely. Mm, yeah, it, it had um, my first name in it, which is a rather unusual first name. It's the only book published that I've found that's got my first name in, as a character. Oh, wait, your name's John, yeah? No, that's my middle name. Oh, what's your first name? Amius. Yeah. Oh, right. oh, it's the only book I've found that's got it in it as a character. Yeah, fair enough. Still couldn't be bothered reading it. And of course, it was a, I think there was downsides to three, obviously. It was just too much of an exhausting <laughs> schedule for the walk. <laughs> I've done brick. How much blowing do I have to do? The fibro house now? The condo. Get it down to three. Tuscan style villa. It's a big blowing. This is more of a blowing schedule than blower from Hinduism. Hinduism. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks Thank to everyone who joined us in the Get This. Cue up the string quartet, yeah, Mr. Marlon. The Get This you have to do it. Book Club. Confused during that. The classy sounds of Get This. We left the Book Club. That was Jeff. It's almost the ABC today. Robin Butler is with us. New show coming up on the ABC in um, 2009 for the librarians. <laughs> <laughs> We're sizzling it early. Um, That's all right. You can get away with that. When you were on uh, Tough Love in this time, what yes. what would happen about now on the show? You'd probably be winding up. Oh, yeah. Oh, because the end of the wind-up by now, John. Oh, really? <laughs> well, see, we're off for the next two weeks. So, you know, you? in order not to shortchange the Get This listeners, we're just packing way too much gear in at the end to get away with running late every day, <laughs> as we normally do. This week's excuse is... <laughs> And we had a lot of requests. People love our breakdown announcement uh, when something goes wrong on the show. Let me touch the panel. Yeah. Okay, do you want any buttons I want to push? See if you can trigger one by mistake here. I've got one from last year queued up. Okay. I need a cock up. I'm going to hear that.